Hello and welcome to Barbara's Podcast. This is the show for women, all about health, nutrition, and wellness. It's the show that will empower you and inspire you to create a healthier lifestyle. Well, hello and welcome. I'm Barbara Carafocus, and I'm excited to introduce Roberta Whitney Hughes, who is a peaceful living expert using a combination of yoga, Pilates and meditation. Welcome, Roberta. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm excited. It's my pleasure. Can you tell, tell us more about your journey? What inspired you to start a peaceful living and become an expert in this field? Yeah, you know, over the years, I just turned 50 in July, and over the years of being a young mom, and I know a lot of your listeners are young, busy moms, during that stage and phase of my life, I was almost a single mom because my ex-husband was in the Air Force, and he was gone probably 80% of the time, and I had my first baby at the age of 25 and moved away from home within that same year. So I had always lived in the same state close to family and then suddenly new baby, new state, far away from home. And I needed resources to help me stay connected to some peaceful moments throughout the day. And I didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time. I really felt like I was just doing what I could to survive each day, to not feel completely worn out and burnt out when my head hit the pillow. And I would say 75% of the time, <laughs> it did feel like that, that I was worn out and burnt out, raising small children, the hustle of that, um, the pace of that, it, it can wear a person down. And luckily I had taken a yoga class in college and it made such an impactful impression on me and how I could feel more peaceful, even in the midst of college rigor, you know, during finals, during stressful times in college, that one yoga class transformed how I felt each day. So I started bringing that practice into my life as a young mom, and I would take little moments of time throughout the day, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I love that your podcast is only 20 minutes because it is something that someone can come to, listen to, gain some information, get some inspiration and have it as a resource and not feel like they have to take a full hour of time from their day to do that. And that's what Peaceful Living is really all about, finding practices that nourish and nurture you for me, those include yoga, Pilates, meditation. I just started offering facial reflexology this year and helping people create self-care success plans so that they can walk through each day with resources that help them feel more nourished, more peaceful, so they can sustain all of the things that they need to do in life. And um, with stress being such a significant part of modern life, uh, could you share some insights perhaps into how you could um, guide people to redefine their relationship with stress and incorporate stress, stress relief practices in their I feel like they have to take a full hour of time from their day to do that. And that's what peaceful living is really all about, finding practices that nourish and nurture you. 
For me, those include yoga, Pilates, meditation. I just started offering facial reflexology this year and helping people create self-care success plans so that they can walk through each day with resources that help them feel more nourished, more peaceful, so they can sustain all of the things that they need to do in life. And um, with stress being such a significant part of modern life, uh, could you share some insights perhaps into how you could um, guide people to redefine their relationship with stress and incorporate stress relief practices in their routines? A, a couple of tips there. The very first thing is to begin to recognize your triggers. What triggers stress? For each of us, it's different. Sometimes it's work-related stress that is going to be your biggest trigger. Sometimes it's relationship stress. Sometimes it's the stress of raising children. So looking at your day, where do you feel the triggers of stress show up most frequently? Once you can identify those places, then start to understand what does the stress feel like when it gets triggered and how is that maybe not helping you get through the moments of each day. Identify the trigger, identify your symptoms of stress, and then you can find a tool to apply. And the tools that I use are yoga, guided meditation, I even offer little Zen breaks, which are two to five minutes, really focusing inward, connecting to your breath. It's almost like taking you know, a small pause before you move into the next part of your day. And then also Pilates. Some people like a more active practice and Pilates helps that type A personality focus in on movement and breathing and what their body is doing in space so they can let go of some of those disruptive, distracting thoughts. And there are many more ways, um, taking a walk, getting out in nature, having a quiet moment, just sitting and um, observing nature can be very um, a big stress relief for people. That's what I tell a lot of my clients. I said, uh, you know, nature can be so therapeutic. Just taking a walk out in the park and observing the different colors, uh, you know, the scents, the flowers, the bees, um, and just being very mindful of what's going on around you. I think nature has a lot to offer, including the walk. You know, that it does. Yes. And I think what people may not realize is the nature of our society. Things are coming at us, yeah. you know, in this high speed all day. That includes our phones, our technology, our families, our work. All of those things feel like they're coming at us. When we're in nature and we're observing what's happening there, the energy gets to become a little softer and you can just be with it. There's nothing to do. But it does take some practice to learn how to be versus learn how to do. Yes. Um, well, I love the concept of the five minute Zen breaks because I think you can do that anywhere. You know, whether you're um, sitting in the car, if you've taken your kids somewhere and then drop them off and say, all right, I can have a little a little break or do some breathing or do a little meditation or just take a little bit of time out to, to ground yourself and bring yourself back into a state of calm, you know, as long as you know the tools. 
Exactly. And these Zen breaks really did come from exactly what you just described. When I was a young mom, especially with babies who didn't want to nap, sometimes I would put them in their car seat. I would go through the drive-through at a coffee shop. Then I would park near um, a park and just look at the trees and sip my coffee while maybe my baby took a five-minute nap. (laughs) And I would just sit there and be still and be quiet and enjoy my coffee. So that is really what a Zen break is meant to be. I also say that if you're sitting in the carpool line waiting to pick up your kids and you arrive early, you can use that time for a Zen break. If you're waiting to pick them up from their activities, you can listen to it then. So you can get these little doses of quiet and peacefulness throughout the day. Uh, Meditation plays a central role in your approach. How do you introduce meditation practices to individuals and businesses and how can they benefit from these uh, practices in their daily lives? To introduce meditation is really to help a person first understand that meditation is not the peaceful experience that people view it to be. So when you look at a picture of someone meditating, it looks serene, it looks very attractive. So then if a person sits down and tries to meditate and their mind is going a thousand miles an hour, they think, I can't do it. You know, my mind's way too busy. So helping them realize that meditation is about redirecting the busy mind. It's not about sitting in this peaceful silence and bliss. We do work towards that, but the first step is to learn how to manage the thoughts to redirect the thoughts, to bring the mind back to the present moment. And for me, the easiest tool that you can use is the breath because the breath is with you at all times. Yes. So just by pausing, taking a full deep inhale, feeling that breath come into the body and then feeling it leave the body, that alone can be meditation. And over time, you stretch the time. So maybe you start with one minute of just a few deep breaths, and then you become a little more curious. You add more. You listen to a guided meditation that's two minutes long, and then that's four minutes long. And over time, it's kind of like learning how to ride a bike. You can let go of those training wheels and practice being still on your own without any guidance. But it does take practice, and it takes patience. And you should expect not to feel like you're good at it when you begin. (laughs) I know some people can say, oh, but, you know, I keep on having all these busy thoughts, even if I'm trying to quieten my mind and, you know, but I do believe that breathing helps to quieten down your thoughts and slow them down. Just focusing on your breathing. Absolutely. And oftentimes, you know, I've been meditating for 25 years now, and there are days where my brain is stubborn and it's busy and the thoughts are all over the place. And so I'll just say, not there, here, and I'll come back to the breath. Not there, here. So you can become playful in your practice. Um, It's similar to parenting toddlers is what I think of meditation to be like. Because our brain is this busy little person that wants to bustle about and do all of these things. And we can either get frustrated with it, which if you've watched parents get frustrated with toddlers, it doesn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) The toddler usually wins, right? (laughs) 
but if you watch a parent become curious and you know help redirect the energy of that busy toddler it's it feels more successful for both the parent and the child and meditation is the same way we're basically parenting our brains to help <laughs> redirect some of that energy and thought which is fine which is fine you know it's um it's it's a learning curve it and definitely I, is yeah um can you tell us more about hot detox yoga i was very curious and the hot chakra meditation i'm very curious to hear more about that Yes. So I had the opportunity to film for Soul Spa, which is the sister brand for Hotworks. And Hotworks is an international brand. So you'll see them start to pop up all over the world. Soul Spa is their sister brand. And right now their flagship studios are in Louisiana. And everything is done in an infrared sauna at 125 degrees. And that Infrared heat is very healing and detoxifying for the body. And I was able to teach a virtual class. So it's on a screen inside of the sauna and it hasn't been released yet. Mine hasn't been released yet, but the combination of these yoga postures are really focused on twisting and compressing the areas where we have our lymphatic um, drainage so that we can really stimulate the lymphatic flow to release toxins from the body and the infrared heat offers the ability for us to sweat and detoxify that way. And then hot chakra meditation comes right after the hot detox because sometimes the mind's inability to become still and quiet and focused is because we have all of this energy in our body that we don't know how, how to manage through hot detox yoga and the infrared sauna, the body becomes a little more pliable, a little more free of stress, a little more nourished. And when the body is feeling this space, the mind is more willing and able to come into a place of focus. And the hot chakra meditation, again, it's only about five minutes long. So it's a little bit of nourishment that you can then take into your day with you. That's all you need. Yes. And the nice thing about the hot detox yoga in the infrared sauna, it's only a 30-minute session. So 30 minutes of yoga followed by a nice five-minute meditation. And you really will feel more whole and complete and grounded after that. And then the cold shower afterwards. <laughs> yes, yes. That's going to so help your metabolism. It's going to shock your lymphatic system. Yeah. It's going to get you going yeah. for the rest of the day. I can imagine it'd be a wonderful combination. Um, so how do you encourage um, individuals to prioritize their well-being and make space for practic practices like Pilates, meditation and yoga? Because I think some people just get caught up in the busyness of life and they don't prioritize. The uh, number one thing people say to me is they'll start to practice self-care when life is less busy. What I say to them is life is never going to be less busy. There are always going to be things that bring us stress. Life is full of surprises. We can't predict when and how things will shift and change. So if we anticipate that we're always going to be busy, what can we do right now today to create time for ourselves? The first thing that you can do is look at your calendar 
and find places where you can pop in five minutes of time. If you're working from home, maybe that's ending your Zoom calls five minutes earlier. So I've had several clients who have gone from full 60-minute coaching sessions with their clients to 55 or 50-minute sessions so they can actually have 10 minutes for themselves between calls. If you're a busy mom, for me, sometimes it meant I had one child that was a great napper, another child that was not. So the child that was not, I would get on the floor with him. I would put him on a mattress. He wouldn't nap, but as long as I was on the floor next to him, he would stay and just rest. So that's when I would do five or 10 minutes of yoga, and then he was ready to do something else. Um, it could also be in the carpool line. It could be at the end of your day. Some people who work from home, I've helped them create beautiful transitions of work time is ending, family time is beginning because everything starts to bleed together when we work from home if we don't um, become intentional about creating those boundaries for ourselves. Yes. Um... So what advice would you have for listeners who are interested in embarking on their own peaceful living journey, but may not know where to start? I would say call me, do a consultation with me. It's absolutely free. Um, you can log into my website, which is peacefulliving.com. And I offer a free self-care success consultation to anybody who would like to do that with me. If you want to try to go it on your own, start by creating the time and the space in your calendar. Um, I believe rituals and routines help us begin new practices. So maybe you want to start off that every morning you're going to give yourself five minutes before you get out of bed, whether that's to be in gratitude or to do a few deep breaths or to think about all of the abundance that you get to receive during this day that's about to begin. So it, it really is not a one size fits all. It's unique to each individual, which is why I love to help people find the places because oftentimes we can't find them for ourselves. And you need someone to point them out for you. I also believe that if you don't pencil it in, in your diary or in your, you know, um, you won't, you won't get it done. No. Yeah, You have to schedule time for yourself, just like you do for clients. And I do get um, people who start doing that, but then the first person they'll cancel on is themselves. Like if something comes up, they'll take away their time. So step one would be schedule your time. Step two, don't cancel on yourself. No. Prioritize. Um Some women feel guilty prioritizing their me time and in a sense it's the opposite because if you dedicate some time to yourself um, then you have more to give to the people around you to your family you're more patient uh, more loving you can you express that rather than feeling overwhelmed and agitated and so it's definitely a priority to prioritize yourself it definitely is. And oftentimes I think the guilt comes from feeling like you need to get away. You need a whole hour to go and take 
a class or get your nails done or get a massage. And if it's an hour in the class, it's probably at least 30 minute commute time, maybe even 30 minutes each way. So that's two hours out of your day. And that will feel like too much if you've gone from not giving yourself any time to trying to find two hours. But if you could back it up and start doing smaller things throughout the day, that's going to help um, nourish you in a way that the guilt isn't going to keep rising up because you're weaving it into the things you're already doing and you're not trying to take a huge chunk of time which is great to do, but I do that occasionally, maybe a couple of times a month, I'll carve out a bigger amount of time to go get a massage or do something like that. Day to day, I'm grateful for the 5, 10, 15 minutes that I'm able to plug in. Yes, and I'm sure everyone has, you know, 5, 10 minutes. Yes. Uh, I won't believe anyone who says they don't. <laughs> No, it's just a matter of practicing it and plugging it into those spots of things that you're already doing. I, I teach some clients how to do things while they're brushing their teeth or to add a little face massage into their skincare routine in the morning or in the evening and um, to take a little more time and dry brush before your shower. It can be quite simple to begin with. You mentioned um, facial reflexology earlier on. I did. What is that about? I, yeah. I got a certification in pure energy facial meditation and we use, it's called the magic wand. It's a stainless steel tool. And there are so many acupuncture places that feed the energy of our body through the face. And also our facial muscles, they need just as much stimulation as the muscles in the physical body. So it's a very gentle touch. Yes. And at the end of a session, most people, you can actually see a difference in their facial features. And um, some of the lines have let go and softened. They feel calm. They feel peaceful. Most clients go into a very deep level of rest during this um, treatment. And it helps the nervous system come to a place of calm. And that's where our bodies truly heal and restore and replenish. Um, and do you give these lessons virtually if someone wanted to learn how to apply? Yes. So into their daily regimen? I can teach you how to do it yourself um, virtually. And then so far, I've mostly been doing this with in-person clients because they just love the way that it feels. So even those who learn how to do it themselves, I encourage them to try to find someone that they could get a treatment from because it's a whole different experience for your nervous system to have someone else treat you. Yes. However, going through my training, I was treating myself, you know, and doing this techniques almost three times a day during my certification and I felt more resilient to stress my hormones actually were better my cycles felt different I didn't feel as thrown off by things that would come up in life so even doing it on yourself has a great impact okay well in closing um, where could people get in touch with you? If you've got a website or Instagram that you could share. Yes, my website is peacefulliving.com. 
L's. So it's three L's all in a row. And on there, you'll find my blog, podcasts that I've been on, including yours, will be here as well. Um, a class schedule that's both virtual. I do a lot of virtual instruction for Pilates yoga and meditation, and also where you can find me in person. And then my Instagram is at Roberta underscore peaceful living. And I love to put information there that offers a little inspiration on healthy movement and finding those short sun breaks during your day. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show, Roberta. Thank you very much for sharing all this, you know, wonderful tidbits of inspiration and uh, <laughs> that people can, can use. You're so welcome. And it was my pleasure being here as your guest, Barbara. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Barbara's podcast. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter or e-courses. Celebrate life and see you at the next episode.